It's a real Gen X fest this week at the Bitchin' Boutique. I mean, it always is, but like, first off, we keep losing our icons, and that sucks. But there's also people out there pretending to be other icons, and that's fun. And hey, if you're here from the Shout It Out Loud cast, you definitely better listen all the way to the end, because there's a little something there you might like. Welcome to Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique! We may be awful, but But we're we're right. right! Oh my god. Well, by the time this comes out, this will this will be old news, but it's still fresh when we're recording this. But goddamn, Paul Rubens, R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. It's so goddamn depressing. Oh, I know. And what did he? he wait, he got arrested for. What was it like getting his dick sucked in a sex shop? No, or something? no, he was just. It was back in the days of porno theaters. He was just in a porno theater and he had his dick in his hand. That's all. Oh, that's it was all the it was. Porno theater. It was, and that's what porno theaters are. For. It is literally the exist. The reason why they existed, and there was nothing wrong with what he was doing. Oh, God, no. I think it's fabulous. It's exactly why those places existed, and there was nothing wrong with it, and he wasn't doing anything that anyone else wasn't doing in there, and there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was a porno theater. And it really made, at, at the time, it really made me very angry that people made such a big deal out of it. Oh, I know, and I remember, and I was just like, whatever. It's like, I go to those places all the time, I don't give a shit. Well, and the thing was, people were like, but he's a children's entertainer. And it's like, he never set out to be a children's entertainer. No, absolutely not. Just because someone decided that this character that he created as part of an improv troupe with fucking Cassandra Peterson and Phil Hartman and all these other, you know, in the fucking groundlings where, like, every comedian, every comic actor, everybody knows, came from the fucking groundlings. You know, he's, like, best friends with fucking Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Who is so not for children. Who is also not for children, and yet children love her anyway. Yeah. But, you know, he was just, just because the character he was playing was childlike doesn't mean it was intended for children yeah the original oh, peewee's playhouse i remember yeah i remember the details now. yes okay, yeah 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 the, the original peewee's playhouse was a stage show that was that was based on old stu- old school kitty shows but it was yeah. not for children it had like a drunken sea captain played by Phil Hartman and had all kinds of weird ass shit going on. It had like this queer genie in a box and all, <laughs> you know. Well, it always had that, but you know. You know. <laughs> but it was like, it was really fucking subversive and weird and it was, you know. Yeah. But the fact that kids liked it, you know, when he made the, when he made the Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie... That wasn't made for kids either. That no, was made for us. No. 
Yeah. Everything about Pee Wee was for us. And and he belonged to our generation, yeah. not the children who were younger than us. And even though they liked him too, he he was ours. You know, yes, amen. And it did break my heart. Did you see the statement that he that that was put out when he died? Oh, I think so. The one that he said about where he was apologizing. I'm sorry for not. Uh, that saying made me, what had been going on. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, made yeah. me cry. That was that was so that broke my heart. Now, what was it? Was it cancer? It was cancer. I remember. I, I did see that statement. Oh, it was. It cancer. was cancer, okay. and he had okay. never he never released that information. He didn't let anyone know that he was sick. Nobody, you know, nobody except the people closest to him knew that he was even sick. And, you know, he had all kinds of plans and things and he just, it just caught up with him. Yeah, because I remember, like, I texted you about, I didn't know that he was such close friends with Cassandra Peterson, you know, a.k.a. Elvira. I didn't know you and didn't know that. she had posted that. all these pictures of them together from semi-recently to a long time ago. And it was really charming because I really didn't know. I mean, you, kn- you knew, friends. you remembered that she was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, right? That she played the I biker mama? I have seen that movie like once. Oh my and God, I don't dude. remember anything about it. Oh my God. That's just, it's one of my favorite movies. It's been a while since yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, I literally it. remember nothing. It's been a while since I've watched it, but it's one of those movies that I kind of, I don't feel like I have to watch it because I think I watched it so many times it's kind of in my head and uh-huh. I can just run through it in my head because it's already in there. <laughs> well, maybe you need to watch it because I literally, I think I've seen it once. Oh my God. And it was probably back when I was with, mm and I don't remember anything from back then, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You should totally watch it again. It's so it's so sweet and wonderful and crazy. And there's so many good people in it. Of course, so many of them aren't with us anymore, which is sad. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, well, even I... Amazing Larry isn't with us anymore. Yeah, and I don't know why this is a thing, but somehow in my mind... I associate that movie with the worst person in the world. And I don't know why, but somehow I do. Oh. And I don't know if we saw it together, if somehow... Oh, God, I don't think so. Maybe the character of Pee Wee Herman in a perverse way reminds me of him. No. I don't know. No, that's not possible. (laughs) No, that's not possible at all. No, oh God! I know, but somehow in my mind, there's some like uh, connection there, and I'm like, eh. oh, I can't imagine. And it's almost like a mental block, like, eh. oh no, <laughs> no, that that's it's almost offensive that you would even connect the two of them. I know, right? <laughs> oh, but God. let's talk about. Okay, I always assumed that he was gay. Always, I I always I always thought there was a good possibility of it, but very but since he died, I was looking. I started looking because I I couldn't believe that I never heard anything about any kind of relationship ever. 
Yeah. And since he died, like the only people I ever heard him associated with were people he'd worked with or people he was friends with, like from the groundlings. And yeah, the only yeah. relationship I have heard anything with, and someone mentioned it somewhere, and then I looked I looked on Instagram. Do you know the actress? Um, you probably don't because you don't know any, who anybody is. Yeah. Um, the actress Debbie Mazur. Yeah, oh God, no. Like, she might be someone... I... I have this feeling she might be friends with Madonna. So, like, you uh-huh. might know her if you saw her. But, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you. I'm texting you an Instagram post. It has three, oh, it has okay. three pictures of her with him together. But while it's coming to you, I'm gonna read the post. It's, it says, Paul, you were one of the great loves of my life. Thank you for seeing me, breaking the mold, crazy fun, endless laughter. Joy, tears, realness. I'm still in shock with your departure. Playing Prince Records right now on repeat. Revisiting magical memories. Your last words to me I'll never forget. Ciao for now, my darling. My condolences to Allison. No idea who Allison is. And all his beloved friends and fans. And it's just three really cute pictures of the two of them together. And then I... Oh yeah, I know. I'm seeing the pictures. Does she look familiar to you? No, but he's also totally gay. <laughs> he actually, in the first picture of him totally with her, gay. when he's in, like, the tux, he yeah. he, he looks like my my ex-boyfriend, the comic. Like, if you put, like, a curly... <laughs> the way he's smiling in that picture, he looks so much like Funny Boy. He looks so much but like yeah, him. Yeah, totally gay. And the funny thing is, like, when he was younger, he was hot. Oh, he was always hot. Oh my god, he was hot. He was hot as fuck. And the thing... You know, and like, what happened in his life, or in his uh, suburban, white American upbringing, that he was not able to come out? I honestly... I'm sorry, he is gayer than RuPaul, gayer than Liberace. I, I honestly am not sure. I feel like if he had ever been with a guy i feel like we would have heard something about it but the thing yeah. about this relationship with her is i looked on her wikipedia page after i found out about this and saw her post about it um it said i actually pulled up her wikipedia page so that i could read it oh damn it i'm sorry i have yeah. something opened <laughs> okay. up of okay it says personal life Prior to her marriage, Mazar dated actor Paul Rubens for several years, beginning in 1993. Rubens later credited Mazar with ending his depression, resulting from his 1991 arrest. According to Mazar, the relationship was never consummated. So even though they dated for years, um, it was a platonic relationship. Oh, totally gay. I, I'm, I think he may have just been asexual because that's possible because he just kind of seemed very comfortable in that sort of, he never played a character that wasn't completely asexual. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I can't. I don't know. I can't Very of, interesting. I can't think of any part that he ever played that wasn't sort of a man child, like even outside of the Pee Wee Herman yeah. thing. But I kind of see Although him that he as kind of like that. Liberace. I see him as Liberace. Like such an obvious fucking fag. But also like, oh, it would never be spoken. You know, I, I kind of see Pee Wee Herman like that. I don't think he was, I don't think he was super queenie. I just think he was hot. I just think he was Adore, really, yeah, really, he was hot. really hot when he was young. Yeah, he's so yeah. fucking hot. He's so. He was really hot. One when of he was my young. favorite oh, yeah. things. So, so one of my favorite things that I found in recent days because I was looking for all these old, you know, pictures of him and his little um, kind of like the little thing you leave with people, you know, casting people and whatever yeah. that. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but my cousin who used to model had one of these and um, that has like his, you know, his height and weight and hair color and eye color on it. Uh-huh. And his height, five, ten and a half, weight, 130 pounds. And I'm like, God, he's such a snack. Oh, my God. I used to weigh that a long. I think when I first moved to Austin, I weighed that. Yes. When you had like your, 20, like your 28 inch waist, when you were all upset that yep. one time, when you could no longer fit in your 28 inch waist jeans. Yeah. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Remember in my, my, my size 12 girls hot pants? Yes. <laughs> Which is like seventh grade girls clothes. That just reminded me of something our, our our dear, you know, lost, deceased friend, Lisa. Oh, my God. I remember, you know, she always had guys that were trying to date her, you know. Yeah. And she was never interested in them. No. Well, you know. I remember this one guy, and then she, a really, really nice guy, and I'd gone over, you know, to them, and, like, you know, we had wine, and, you know, blah, 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 and I think it was in the dungeon, so yes, it was an interesting evening. But then I remember um, talking to her afterwards. And I was like, well, he would have been he'd be re- I bet he was really hot when he was 17. <laughs> Wait, she said that and, or you said, no, that? I said that. Oh, God. And she was so horrified. She was like, well, what do you think? I was like, well, I bet he was really hot when he was 17. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Like Paul Rubens. <laughs> well, one of the pictures that I sent you was his high school senior, his senior yearbook picture. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, edible. Oh, Absolutely edible. I just, I'd tear him up, man. <laughs> just Maybe God he needed it. you, yeah. Uh, Maybe you'll reincarnate, and you and Pee Wee will get it on. Well, you know, <laughs> there's that certain detail of my husband. But, you know, I don't think he'd feel too good about that. But... <laughs> Although you never we know. We don't you have be that kind Pee Wee of... and you don't know. We don't have that kind of relationship. <laughs> but God, anyway. but God, you know, it's like to have to lose Pee Wee Herman so soon after losing Sinead O'Connor. I was immediately like, oh, my God, if like if like Gen X loses someone else of great significance, 
that no. like like immediately I was immediately like my brain was going like I was really I'm not okay yeah you know, I'm knocking I'm knocking the wood that's right here next to me I was immediate my my brain immediately went to when Madonna like fainted not so long ago and oh, I was just like God, bitch yeah. bitch you take your fucking vitamins you, we're not we're not losing Madonna this month Oh my god, I would have to be sedated. We are not. This is not the time. We cannot. I would have to be sedated. I was bad enough when Chester Bennington died. I know. But if Madonna died, yeah, seriously, I'd have to be sedated. Like, I can't, I can't, I I can't even think of who else. Like, Sinead O'Connor, Pee Wee Herman. I, I don't know who else it could be. That could, that you know, could what if be, the guy but... from Kaja Goo Goo died? That's true. There's, you know, there's always, there's always Lamal. <laughs> you know, someone keep, someone do a, a welfare check on Lamal, <laughs> or um, the other guy, oh, or the other God. guy from Wham. No, actually, the other guy from Wham is doing fine. You know the, oh you know my Andrew God, Ridgely. he's been all over the news lately because of some book, right? No, it was a documentary. I was on Netflix. Oh, the fantastic. documentary. He's been all over the news, and I'm like, oh my God, he isn't like an old bald fucking queen. He's just like no, me, he's not a queen. Worse. He's married to one of the girls. He's married to one of the girls from Bananarama. Oh my God! He tell me he's not straight. Really, he's absolutely straight. He was, he was, he was never ever. He was a hundred percent George's little straight friend in school. George. Oh my God! How can that man be straight? George oh was. Oh my goodness! George was the tubby, unattractive kid in school, and Andrew was the hot kid who was popular. And who who became George, the ugly kid's friend? Really? Totally. And then. Oh, that's so interesting because I just assumed because George Michael was such a queen. Of course he I was. I just, just thought Andrew Ridgely was a big old queen too. Andrew absolutely wasn't. Andrew was out there slaying all the all the pussy, and George. Wow, was... because their music was so faggy. Because George. <laughs> wrote most of it well yeah yeah and because it was pop and pop music just is i mean but their music was so faggy oh my god well pop music <laughs> I'm not is saying faggy. That in a bad way i'm just saying there's it. no such thing as non-faggy pop music well that's true i mean true. for reals but you should watch <laughs> that true. that documentary you would love it it's really fabulous I mean, there's Wait, a lot of people. Wait, is it on like Netflix or something? Whaty whaty? What? Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, because I'm kind of intrigued. And I mean, it's I was never like a fan a of them, one. but it'd be interesting to see. It's yeah. like 90 minutes. It's not super long. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I would enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe I would, yeah. Like I said, I never liked them particularly, but. But it, it's. I remember when. That George Michael album came out, his solo album, and it had that song Freedom on it. I really liked that song. Yeah. Freedom. And he may have had, I don't even remember, but I remember buying the cassette. And really not liking any of the rest of it. Well, this isn't about his solo career at all, because it's about when. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, about, yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. And and one of the things that's really cool about it is that it's about 
them growing up because they met when they were like 11, you know? Okay. And it about how they performed their last concert. They, they split up as a band because they decided, yeah, it's best for us to split up now and let's just, let's not be, you know, basically let's, let's, stop doing this while we're one of the biggest bands in the world. We mm-hmm. did exactly what we set out to do. We're a huge pop act. We have a big hit album and yeah. everyone's screaming and all, you know, they're all, they're all screaming for us and we're going to do a big concert and then we're going to walk away. See, that's fabulous. Yeah. And they're not, and they basically are like, and we're not going to be like old people touring around and playing our little hits over and over and over again. Like the new kids on the block who have no business still being the new kids like on the block. Like all of them. <laughs> like almost all of them who just won't fucking stop. Oh, speaking of, speaking of people who, who need to stop so that other people can, um, you, you just went and saw a Kiss tribute band, which completely, <gasps> which completely blew my mind because I was under the impression that Kiss tribute bands had all stopped because they were all waiting for Kiss to fucking sit down and shut up so they could, so the Kiss tribute bands could all come back. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so fucking fabulous. I I miss the Kiss tribute bands. I love the Kiss tribute bands. I was there right against the stage on the Gene side. Oh, which is right where I always want to be. Yeah, my cousin went with me and I was like, so do you want to be on the Gene side or do you want to be on the Paul side? And of course, he had no idea what I was talking about. He's just like, whatever. I don't. I don't yeah. Because. But I was on the Gene side, and I was like, like so fucking there. In fact, I sent you a really shitty. Yeah, you sent me a resolution lot of shitty, video tiny of him videos. spitting blood. Yeah. But when I filmed it, it's in really sharp resolution. You're just gonna have so to I'll send it to you so you can see it good. Yeah, put it on like our Google Drive or something. Do that. Yeah. So I can watch it on yeah. the computer. Yeah. But they were fucking fabulous and they did um because they were at the fair. The Santa Clara is, County Fair, which yes. I have great memories of that fair. And there is a sound curfew and there's regulations regarding pyro because they always do like flame pods and stuff they weren't able to do that oh my god okay and they had to do a truncated show right so i think their show is an hour and 15 um and i think that their show is probably probably about two hours normally right 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 or maybe two and a half like a like a, a standard kiss concert is like a yeah solid but two anyway hours. they had to cut off a bunch of songs um but it was fabulous. They did um, Radioactive from the Gene solo album. <gasps> oh my god! Which is fucking amazing because they were reproducing the Unmasked Tour from Australia of 1980. That's nuts! That's crazy! And they crazy. had those costumes. They had Eric Carr and not Peter Chris. Yay! 
and they totally, their normal show is to reproduce that entire unmasked show. That's nuts. And and for the listeners... So they cut out, they did not do Talk to Me, which is from Unmasked. Wow. And they did okay. it on the tour, but they didn't do this because nobody knows what the fuck it is, right? Um, well, but... They but, did not do Firehouse because it involves... Because it's fire. Be- breathing fire, and fire they weren't right allowed there. to do it, so they just didn't do Firehouse. Ooh, yeah. Um. Anyway, there's other songs that they didn't do, but they did do Shandy. Oh my God! So the listeners need to understand. The listeners who don't know Kiss, they need to understand that the Unmasked tour in Australia is one of the highlights of the entire history of the band because. Peter Chris was gone. They got this new drummer, this new little angel. And he, he just got so much new energy in the band, this cute little cutie pie. And they toured Australia and they were so fucking huge in Australia. They were fucking superstars there. It was insane. And this album was very poppy and fun. And... It was huge in Australia, like the rest of the world. Actually, every place in Europe, every place in the world other than here. Other than here, because everyone here decided it was pussy metal. (laughs) Yeah, people here are lame because ACDC is a good band. They're lame, you know. But ACDC's Australian, so that's what's what's strange. You know, it's just like, it's like... But, um... I mean, I like ACDC, but all their songs are the same song. Yeah. But but they fucking did Shandy. But Shandy is such a great song. And it's so romantic. And I screamed, and I danced, and I danced, and I sang along, and oh my god. Uh... And before they played it, I was going like, Shandy... Shandy, because I knew they were going to play it. Of course. Well, and I posted on Instagram, I put it in our story, and I told them that Pitney will cry if you don't play Shandy. (laughs) Yeah. And when I was screaming Shandy, the Gene guy smiled at me. (laughs) And he looked at me, and he, he like, kind of pointed, like, "Mm." Um, and then he gave me a guitar pick. Which is really awesome. But then, before they played it, (laughs) the guy that was playing Paul, this guy named Rich. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, you're going to hear some songs on, you know, in this show that you're not used to because we are doing an era of the band Blah, 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 blah. You may not know some of these songs, yada, yada, yada. You know, because they were doing like a weird era. Right. And he was like, this song, about two weeks ago, I got an email from somebody (laughs) that said they really wanted to hear this song. So now we are playing this song. And it's called Shandy. Shandy. And I think I sent you, I sent you a video of the intro. You to it, did, right? you did. Yeah. The video's terrible, but the sound comes through good. <laughs> yeah, 
And oh my god. And so when the show was over. Oh my god. My face hurts from smiling right now. I had like, you know, sort of like leaned on the stage and I was like, Rich, Rich. And he was like, look, you know, looked at me and was like, oh, hey, like, you know, what the fuck? And I was like, I was the one that sent you the email about Shandy. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God, that was you. And I was like, yeah. And he came and he shook my hand. He gave me a guitar pick. And yeah, oh it was fabulous. God. Oh, my God. I la- and they probably laughed about it. They're like that big old queen that's so into Shandy, oh my you know? God. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was affectionate, but I... They obviously willing- like Shandy because they're doing yeah. it. I mean, if they're not but even doing Talk to Me... I'd be willing to bet me. money that they had a laugh about it later. Yes! You know? Oh, my God. Because I was... Because I was screaming for the song. I emailed them about the song. Oh, my God. I'm sure they had a laugh about it later. I love it. Good-naturedly. But, yeah, that's good. Oh, my God. But they were fucking awesome. It's like, Paul sounded like Paul. Ace sounded like Ace. Gene sounded like Gene. They were, like, dead fucking on. I I mean, anybody can play the music and be accurate, right? But their voices were dead fucking on. Amazing. I I really I really really miss going to see Kiss tribute bands. I really because yeah. going to see Kiss is like going to see a bunch of old farts trying really hard, and it's not. And it's like okay, good for you guys, but can you let a bunch of a yeah. bunch of hot young twenty year olds do it now? Because they have the energy to do what you used to do, and it's great and. I mean, I would be, I wouldn't have a problem with, like, if Gene and Paul wanted to be, like, franchising it out, you know, like. Oh, hell yeah, take I Like, taking, yeah. and, like, taking a cut from all the, like, sitting at home. But and, I would and, want and, it to be in clubs and theaters like it is now. Yeah. Right. But, like, if Gene so and Paul want get to sit close. at home and make money off of all the tribute bands because it's an official, officially... Oh, fuck yeah, I'd go. Because imagine how much potentially better the costumes could be and how much better the pyro could be if it was like a, an officially licensed Kiss tribute band. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, I would totally I, go. I would, oh, be, God, I would yeah. be like, you know, there's no way they haven't talked about it. There's no way Gene hasn't thought of this idea. But honestly, like, the, like, I mean, that Spiro guy who was Gene in, in Alive. In Alive, yeah, we he saw was them, awesome. We saw them yeah. twice. And oh my yeah. God, I would, and for, for those of you, it's like, if you, if you watched, if you were fans of that 70s show, the episode where, where Gene Simmons showed up in like this one episode, like Eric was having a dream and then Gene Simmons showed up on on the Brady Bunch Variety Hour and uh, was singing something with, I don't know, Florence Henderson, or I don't remember what the fuck that was. Yeah. But that was Spiro. That was this, oh, that that was this was guy Spiro, Spiro okay, yeah, who yeah, was yeah. in this, who was in this, um, uh, Kiss Tribute band. But that guy is fucking hot, first of all. And he was awesome. He, he was, was good an amazing gene. Yeah. Like, I mean, looking at him even up close, he looked exactly like him, which is weird because yeah. out of the makeup, 
he didn't look that much like him, but but he looked identical to young Gene Simmons in the makeup. It was, it, yeah. and he had all the movements down, and the singing and everything. And although Alive's Paul was a little pale and pudgy, but he but he gave it everything he had, and he was very good. Yeah, and the thing about this guy Rich from you know Mr. Speed, yeah, outside of the makeup, he's like. Old, half bald, nothing like Paul. Um, but when he puts the wig and the makeup and the costume, he looks like Paul. And when he talks, he sounds nothing like Paul. But when he's on stage, he does. He's got the Paul but voice. God damn it! When he sings, yeah. And uh, and I mean, okay, so I'm biased, but I mean, my two examples are Shandy. Yeah. But also Detroit Rock City. Oh, yeah. Because if you remember, Detroit Rock City in on the Australian tour. Okay. He sang it a little bit different. It was in a little bit different key. It was a little bit different. I don't remember, but... And when they opened with Detroit Rock City... It sounded, it was that, but it, he sounds just like Paul. Okay. And I mean, like, you know, Love Gun, Come On and Love Me. Yeah. Sounds just like fucking Paul. Oh my God. But when he talks, when he's not Paul, he has this total, like, Massachusetts accent. Oh, he doesn't do, like, Paul's... The way Paul talks on stage. Oh, he does. Oh, okay, okay. But when he's talking as himself, yeah, he's totally this guy from Massachusetts. Oh my god, <laughs> and it's fabulous. Oh, he I reminded me of my remember my old boyfriend Ed that had that heavy yeah. Massachusetts accent. Yeah, <laughs> that's how Rich sounds when he talks. Oh yeah. But when he's on stage, he's totally Paul Stanley, and that's really awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I wish so you cute. could have gone. You would have gone nuts with me. I was insane. Oh, I was screaming. Yeah. Oh, and I got to tell you, they played when they played "I Was Made for Loving You." It was not this stupid shit that they do now. To try to make it think like, oh, it was a hard rock song. It was never a disco song. Right. It was always a fucking disco song. Yes. They were trying to cash in on the disco When Mr. Speed plays I Was Made For Loving You, they don't do this stupid shit that Kiss does when they play it. They totally play it as a disco song. They played it and it sounded exactly like the fucking record. Nice. And that son of a bitch can hit those high tones. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. And they, they <laughs> did New York. They did New York Groove. Oh, yeah, It was baby. just, yeah, it was just fabulous. It was fabulous. Oh, now, on their normal, their long shows, they actually do Talk to Me from Unmasked, which I would have been insane if they played that. Aw. The A song. Do they do know. they do but Torpedo Girl? No, 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 Kiss has never done that, unfortunately. Aw, I love, because Torpedo Girl is stupid, but 
love, yeah, because on that it. tour, they did, on that original tour, they did Is That You, Shandy, yeah. Talk To Me. They did Naked City a couple times. Oh, yes. But, but anyway, this City. means nothing other than to you and me, but anyway. There are 10 million <laughs> stories. <laughs> I want them to do... I, I, I want to be like, okay, you need to come to clubs. And it needs to be four shows a week at one club. Where you do the entire solo album of each member. Not Peter's. No, I was just going to say. Not Peter's. Okay, that. I was going to see like... Three solo two, albums and the elder. A hundred people <laughs> would come for Jane's. 500 people would come for Paul's. A thousand people would come for Aces. And 10 people would come for Peter's. <laughs> but those would just be completists. Those would just be people like the worst person in the world who were like, well, you know, I'm a collector. Because, God damn it, that album sucks. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's painful. I mean, and, you know, I, me I, I listening, own it, yeah. but I've never. Me listening to, it to all the Kiss podcasts I listen to, there's been talk of Peter recently. And a few nights ago, I was like, well, I'm going to put the Peter solo album on. Because I loved it when it came out, because I was a kid and I loved it. And I listened to it and I knew all the words to the songs. And I remember passionately saying, you know, I can't stop the rain. Here it comes again. And I just thought it was fabulous because it was a member of KISS, right? Okay. Listening to it again. Oh, yeah, total shit. I just... Total shit. I've never gotten... I've never really listened to... I Like, I maybe have listened to a song, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I own it. I have it. It's over there. Because I remember the song, I Can't Stop the Rain, it used to make me cry when I was like 11. Because it was so heartfelt. Oh, God. You know, I can't stop the rain, here it comes again, because lightning only blinds mice. What? No, that's not what it is. Is it? I think that's what it is. It would be really weird that's if that's not, is. I mean, whether it is or not. Okay, I'm looking. It I, might be lightning only blinds my eyes, maybe, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I swear when I was a kid, I would be in tears. I mean, because lightning only blinds mice. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay, hold on. But yeah, that album sucks. Oh, do you know who Chris Jericho is? Yes. Anyway, you know, he's big into, uh, he does a lot of stuff with uh, Shout It Out Loudcast and a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. And he had done something about Psycho Circus, right? And I responded to him respond you know about <laughs> something that he said about psycho circus it's lightning only blinds my eyes it's my my eyes, eyes. okay 
Can I, when I used to sing this lightning only finds mice. Oh, but anyway, so like Chris Jericho. So he's talking about how fucking horrible that goddamn Peter Chris song is on Psycho Circus. Oh God. Yeah. And I, I, I it's like escaping me. The title of it is escaping. I don't me right know, now. but it's it's horrible. It's it's the song I skip. That's what it's called. But I wrote to him. And I told him, I was like, you know, I bought that album the day it came out on vinyl, which, remember, I did. Yeah. I did. And I was like, remember, the Peter Chris song is the last track on side two. And I told him, I hated that song so much, I got a safety pin. And I completely obliterated the track on the LP so I would never have to hear it again. And he thought that was the most hilarious thing he'd ever heard. He was like, oh my God, that is unbelievable. I can't believe you really did that. Oh my God. <laughs> and Chris Jericho apparently thought things I'm fabulous because I did that. Oh my God. Nothing, what is it, Nothing Matters That You, or, what the fuck is, is the name dreamin'? of that? Is it Dreamin'? No, no, that's the Paul song. No, that's a good song. I don't know. I only listened to a couple of is songs. Is it Nothing Matters? Oh, fuck. It's not I, I Finally Found My Way, is it? I Finally Found My Way to You. It's that song, yeah. Okay. Oh, because Paul and Bob Ezrin wrote that. Yeah, and Chris okay. Jericho was so amused. I love the He was like, that is to... unbelievable that you did that. I love and I wrote... that you talked to Chris Jericho about Yeah, that. and I just wrote back and I was like, 100% true. <laughs> that is so <laughs> Because funny. I did that. Oh my god. I hated that song, so I don't think... I love the Psycho Circus album. I really do. I just... 90% never... of it, I love. But I don't think I've listened to that song more than three times. Because, well, I hate Peter anyway. I just, but God, I that song I think if I had it sucks. on vinyl, it would be different. Because vinyl, it's easier to listen to like a whole side of an album. Yeah. that's how it's meant to be listened to. But, like, I tend to only listen to, well, like, now, I don't even get the CD out and listen to a CD anymore, because that's very rare. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I, like, yeah. I have, like, a Kiss playlist on my phone, and there's only two songs from Psycho Circus on that whole playlist. Oh. Well, what I do bet, you have from I bet you can I guess. I bet you can guess innocence. which two songs from... From Psycho Circus are on there. I know one of them. You'll have no trouble guessing. Oh my god! I don't know because if it was me, it would be Into the Void. I'm not asking and for we, you. And we or, are one. I'm asking you what 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 if okay if I was gonna pick one song, what one song off of off of Psycho Circus would I have picked? I would think We Are One. Absolutely. 
Oh, yeah. And the other one is razor, razor glasses. Oh, I love that one. That is my, uh, that for, for a while, that was my, like when I was doing a lot of, um, job interviews and stuff, when I'd be like driving across town to go interview for a job or whatever, that was my psych myself up to get ready for a, I fucking love that song. That song yeah. is fantastic. It's perfect. And for me, it's like when I would listen to it, I would always think of somehow Paul in a titty bar. And I would always think, rather than raise your glasses, I was always imagining him saying, Tap those asses. Tap those asses. Well, just raise your asses would be fine. <laughs> but that's my perverse mind. Do you remember, was it the Kiss Cruise last year or the year before, where we watched, we both watched the video? Of them singing We Are One. It made me cry. You're saying we both watched it? Uh, no, I sent it to you or you sent it to me. I We both did see it at separate times. But I remember us talking about it. And that fucking made me cry. Like, Gene singing We Are One. I mean, I was... Yeah, I was just really floored that they that they performed did that it. song live. And Gene was actually sincere in about it. He wasn't being an ass. He was Well that really that's like, the thing about that song is that that song yeah. is so yeah. See, that's why I wanted them to fucking retire because that song is a thank you good night song. Yeah. That song is a you know what? This has been a great ride. We really appreciate you all. This has been fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit down and be an old man now. That's that's what that song is. And it's like you oh, yeah. I can't believe how fucking long ago that was. I know. It's, you it, know people that was what, twenty years ago? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And people don't understand KISS fandom. It's not like being an ACDC fan. It's not like being a Led Zeppelin fan. It's not like being an Ario Speedwagon. Whatever the fuck. It's not like being a Madonna fan. It's like being a KISS fan is a community. It's a movement. Well... And it's like a thing, and... I feel like Kiss going on so long is almost bastardizing that. Yeah, it's it feel it it, it kind of feels like I mean, I don't want to say like taking taking advantage of the goodwill of all the people who Yeah, been... but being a Kiss fan used to it's like a fucking community or it used to be because it feels well, wrong. It like how many is. times the real fans, How many yeah. times have they been literally down the road from my house? Oh, I know. And I won't even consider. I won't even go. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go get a ticket and I'll just go down there oh, and yeah. see them. I. It's like no, I'm not going. I'm not. I am not supporting the fact that they're still fucking touring because it makes yeah. me angry. 
Well, you know how to, you know how to spot a True Kiss fan. Do you have the non-makeup albums? And if they say no, fuck off, you're not a fan. Fuck off, you're pretending it's the 70s, you're not a fan, eat shit. Write Gene a check and fuck off because you're not a fan. Well, I mean, there's a lot of uh, litmus tests that I'm not going to pass, but, like, I have them, but do I listen to them? I know, but you you love revenge. That counts. I love revenge. I love crazy nights. Yeah, that's that it. counts. That's all. That counts. I you have love, uh, all night. Uh, all night. What album's that on? Asylum. Is it? Okay. I mean, I ha- you, I think I have Asylum. Yeah, I have you to love go check. Uh, All Night. I love uh, All Night. Uh, All Night. Yeah. Uh, all Night. See, therefore, you're... A, but, I mean, these other yeah. people, like, what do you... They're not kids. The people, well, the fuck off. you know, well, but then again, you know, I also... I was not aware that after, like... Between Lick It Up and then you moved to Texas and they were coming out with an album and I said, Kiss is still making albums? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you were like, of course they are. What are you talking about? And people like the worst person in the world is like, they've been having hit albums. They, they've been, ha- this was a hit. This was a hit. He, he's all, he was always saying everything was a hit. And it's like, you have a weird definition of hit. Well, it kind of sort of was, but not really. It, it was a hit with the <laughs> yeah. 10. If, if, if you only have to, you know, sell 100 copies, then it was a hit. If, if, I mean, I remember like, if, as long as one person falling, bought it, it was a hit. And who wants to be lonely? They were played a lot of MTV. But that still didn't mean that they were not like What, like big... on Headbangers Ball? Yeah, exactly. It's does... still not a big thing. But does no. that mean... No. Yeah, but that's... No. But does that mean that someone was buying the record? That Does, does that translate no. into anything? Does it translate into money? I mean, I don't know what... And I don't that, know what that is means. why I am proud of being a lifelong Kiss fan, because in San Jose... The only people that bought those albums were me and Trisha. Pretty much. Nobody else bought. And I remember, not Lick It Up, but I remember Animalize, Asylum, and Crazy Nights. I went to Tower Records and I bought those three albums the day they were released. Oh my god. And not Animalize, but Crazy Nights in Asylum, I bought the cassette and the LP. So I would have the LP at home and I could play the cassette cassette in the the car. car. Of course. And on the Walkman when you're walking around. I bought those three albums. No, now that I think about it. No, no, no. Now that I think about it. I bought Hot in the Shade the day it came out, too. On cassette. Cassette. 
Because I remember on I was living cassette. in Santa Cruz. Cassette. When I was in college, and I went to this friend of mine, can't remember her name to save my life, but I, met, I remember I went to her house and I put the cassette on. And Rise to It came on. And her roommate came out. <gasps> Rise to It. Her roommate came out and he was like, is this the new Kiss album? Oh, my God. Because he totally recognized Paul's voice. Oh, my God. And I was like, yes, it is. It just came out. And that was so cool. And he was not even really a Kiss fan. But his but voice had totally changed. But he totally recognized Paul's voice. And I yeah. said, yes, this is the new Kiss album. Isn't that fabulous? Oh, my God. Because yeah. he sounded the same. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, rise to it. Um, that's a damn good song. That song's so cute. <laughs> it's naughty. Well, all their songs are naughty. Well, oh my sure. god. All the good ones anyway. Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal or murder, join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our mini-sodes called Stabby Snippets, where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, by using the handle at Three Spooked Girls. Come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. The Three Spooked Girls. So, Amelia. Yes, dear. Like, what is bitching right now with you oh my god it's so exciting and i know i know you don't know about this and i know you will be thrilled to hear about it oh my god oh my god so i i'm not sure by the time by the time this goes out i'm not sure if they'll still be at number one but it it will have it, it it happened anyway even if it hasn't continued so um, at the moment, the number one um, album on uh, iTunes or Apple's album chart, Christian music album chart, and I uh. believe also the, the number one single is being held by a drag queen. Oh my God, by the... Cri- God. You're so excited. The goddamn Christian single. Yes. Because. Oh, how fabulous. Because this, um, this singer and former worship leader, Derek Webb, did a collaboration with a drag queen named Flamey Grant. Fabulous. Ah! <laughs> fabulous. Who I have been, I have been following Flamey Grant for at least a year, Flamey Grant is an ex-evangelical. She's fantastic. I love her. Um, 
she's but she's still Christian. She is fabulous, fabulous. Okay, anyway, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how or when she uh, she met Derek Webb, but they started collaborating and they did this song uh, called called Good Day. And in Uh the video, I highly recommend everyone look for it. Uh, Over the course of the video, um, she dresses, she puts Derek in drag. And at the end, the end of the song, they are, they are both in drag and performing together and singing together in drag. And it's fucking fantastic. Now, is he a Christian performer too, or is he just like a pop? No, he's, no, he is, he, he used to be a big worship leader, but he is still a Christian performer. Oh, okay. So he's still a Christian, like a Christian music kind of guy. Okay. Though that, that is awesome. I'm sure they're getting a bunch of backlash for it and good for them for doing it. What's funny is that a big part of what helped it to Mm. become number one was this guy, Sean... I'm just going to pronounce his last name fucked because I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. It's F E U C H T, but I'm going to pronounce it fucked. Fucked. fucked Sean yeah. fucked. Um, Sounds like an asshole to me. Oh, he is. He is a he is a trumpy piece of shit. He is a right-wing Bible belty trumpy piece of shit. He uh saw that that, you know, Derek Webb was, you know, collaborating with an obvious, you know, one of them. And he decided to call it out. And he was like, oh, the end goal of the, de- the deconstruction movement in the church. Look no further than Derek Webb. And, you know, oh, these are God. truly the last days. And Flamey Grant responded, and gold, baby, we're just getting started. Good. So he's like, that asshole spreading that shit out. And everybody on Twitter thought it was so funny that everybody took his fucking tweet and spread it all around. And then everybody was like, people didn't know about it until he started talking about it. But he's being mocked now, I hope. I'm sorry? He's being mocked now. Of I hope. course, everybody's going oh, out and buying the record, and everybody's supporting Derek Webb and Flamey Grant, and it is—it's amazing. And Flamey is just—I mean, she's she's still people are coming for her, but she's she has spent years, you know, kicking the shit out oh, of people of who've course. been coming for and her. And you know, these fucking Christians, you know, she. She knows how awful these people are. That's this is why she does what she does. You know, this is why she became a big out and proud ex evangelical drag queen, for God's sake. You know, I just pray that Jesus comes again and takes all these fucking conservatives away because I gotta you know, you gotta know when Jesus comes again. All these fucking conservative assholes are going to die in one big lightning bolt. He's going to be, you're a bunch of assholes. Yep. And who's going to be left but the gays and the liberals right. and the trans. Here, I'll, I'll read this this nice paragraph here. This is this is from Flamey from Flame here. 
I interact with trolls and negative people all the time online, but never somebody who has 100,000 followers and is known for being aggressive with some of his stances, says Flamey, whose offstage name is Matthew Blake, they, them. I definitely had a moment of pause where I was like, okay, queer people are legitimately under attack. Physically, our bodies are under attack in this country. There are fights breaking out outside of drag shows. But at the same time, it was just too good because his point was, no one cares, no one listens to you, you're a non-entity, you're not going to make an impact. And just knowing what I know about the queer community and allies, I rolled the dice and placed my bet on that being dramatically wrong. And I think I won. A fucking man. And goddamn right you did. It was just... It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. It's like in your fucking face, you piece of shit, Mr. Fucked. Yeah. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Conservative Christians can eat shit. Oh, they're they are shit salesmen. That's what they are. <laughs> absolute garbage. All right. Well, that is that is absolutely what is bitching to me this week. Well, mine is not that exciting. <laughs> well, it's not a competition. But I'm going to tell you, okay, my, and I will say it, for, because, you know, the listeners are not having a visual, right? But my, my thing is, I, do you ever, have you ever had something that, like, you really, really loved, and you didn't think you had it anymore, but then you found it? Like it was, like, and in a was pocket like or something? really exciting. Yeah, have oh, you ever sure. had that happen? Yeah, it's awesome. It's like Christmas. Okay, so I'm going to show a picture to you, and it's not going to mean anything but the listeners, but we'll describe it. I am showing Amelia a CD cover that this meant so much to me, and I know that Amelia knows what it is. It, it connects with her. Okay. But it's so esoteric and so bizarre that nobody else cared at the time other than us. Okay, so I'm going to show it to you. You ready? I'm ready. Do you recognize this? Is that... Is that Kimiguri Orange Road? Yes! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Do you remember this? The Kimiguri Orange Road soundtrack from the Kimiguri Orange Road movie? <laughs> oh my god! I... I... I don't. I remember so the opening that I theme of it. Oh my god! Was a piano song. Okay. And remember, I used to listen to it over and over, and I remember you and me listening to it, and it moved us so much. It moved us to tears. Oh my god! I. Had no fucking clue that I still have this CD. Oh my god. Like, I had seen something online to remind me of this. And I actually went on YouTube to find that piano song. Oh my god. That so was the the opening theme for right. Kimigori Intro, the movie. And I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not ashamed to say I cried. Oh my god. 
because, you know, it's like, oh my God, it's like my past and it was like such an emotional piece of music anyway. But then when I was cleaning, I fucking found this CD. Where the hell was it? I can't even imagine. It was in a box of shit in my closet. That's so weird because you've moved so many times. Like, I can't imagine when the last time you saw it was. Yeah, but. Like, I don't, I can't I remember cannot you believe even having I fucking, it. And it's so funny. Like the whole time I, you were in San Antonio, I can't remember you yeah. having it. And it's so funny because when I re- was reminded of this, I actually looked on eBay. I looked on Amazon. Right. You can't get this. I was going to say, that's so you old. You cannot get this. Oh, my God. And I fucking found it. Oh, my God. Yeah, because so you know what people don't talk it. about? Pete, that's, not a, that's not a thing people talk about anymore. Kimigori Orange Road is nothing. People yeah, don't remember that. that is my bitch, and that is like, oh my, God. oh, my God, something that meant so much to me 25 years ago that's long out of print. That's crazy. Oh, my God. And then I fucking found that I still have it. That's awesome. Oh, my God, that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, my God, now I'm wondering what the hell else was in that box. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, nothing exciting. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Nothing exciting. I think other than in that box, there was, like, um, the CDs from, like, the Kiss box set. Oh, that um, just got mixed up with other shit? Just a bunch of shit. Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing exciting. Nothing. That's crazy. Oh, my Lord. But, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I mean, I remember that I had it. Right. Because remember, God, I had that back when me and were together. Yeah, because you had that entire shelf unit that was nothing but anime stuff. Yeah. So I was shocked that I had it, but yeah, Yeah. I I was so excited. So anyway, that's what's bitching right now. That's so bitching! Kimigori (laughs) Orange Road movie soundtrack from... Somewhere in Ugh. the mid-90s. Oh, my God. Late 90s. Late 90s. Well, you know, we can't we can't talk about Kimigori Orange Road without bringing up Verity Noslin. Oh, no. And I was just going to say Verity Noslin. She always it called it Kimigori Orange Road. It is Kimigori Orange Road, not Orange Road. It's like, oh, is that your Orange Road CD? Were you listening to Orange Road? Uh, shut up, Verity. <laughs> I was going to ask you a question, though. Did you ever go to any other concerts at at that county fair? A long fucking time ago at the Santa Clara. I saw the Mamas and the Papas. Oh my god. That would have had to have been a long time ago. I saw the Mamas and the Papas. And I remember I went. I was dating this guy. And he was my second boyfriend. Oh god. So that was and a oh long time my ago. god. He was so gorgeous. And I god, I can still picture him now. And he was so fine. But I'm sure he's not now. But anyway. I, 
had made friends with two of his girlfriends, right? And we broke up, and I was all depressed, and I called one of them up, and Jeff broke up with me. Welcome to the fair, and I went to go see the Mamas and the Papas with them. With those girls, okay. And I became obsessed with the song, um, you know, go where you want to go, do what you want to do. I don't think I'd ever even heard that song before I went to the fair. Really? But that was fun. Oh, 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 and that same day, the same day, Eddie Money was playing. Oh, God. And you remember him, Two Tickets to Paradise. Oh, I know Eddie Money. I'm very familiar with Eddie Money. I remember Eddie Money was playing that same day. And we didn't see him, but we saw the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, yeah. Now, when I... I, I was trying to remember what year it was. It was probably 81 or 82, maybe. I'm God, pro- probably 81. But, um, although now that I think about it, it feels like the shirt that my sister had probably said 80. So, God, God, it could have been 80. But, um, we saw Jan and Dean there. Oh. Back when, um,. Jan and Dean started performing again after Jan had gotten rehabilitated enough from his accident and he was start he was able to kind of sing again and uh and they were and they were touring with this band called the Bel Air Bandits and that was fun cuz we had gotten into Jan and Dean because um there was a TV movie with Richard Hatch and Bruce Davison about Jan and Dean Oh, which of okay. course we watched because Richard Hatch was on Battlestar Galactica, and so we were very into Richard Hatch. And oh yeah, and you went there to this with what your 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 older sister? Yeah, okay. yeah. This and it was like the second. This was officially like the second concert I ever went to because the first concert I ever went to was at the Kansas State Fair, and that was of course John Davidson. Who would eventually become the oh, yeah. host of the Hollywood Squares? <laughs> yeah. So you know. Oh my God! Did your sister lift up her top and shake her tatas? She didn't have any. Ah. <laughs> she didn't really have any until she had kids. <laughs> I was the only one who had tatas. Did you lift up your top and shake your tatas? Absolutely not. I knew you were going to say that. Hell no, girl. <laughs> it would have been a very, very, very long time. I would have been like 12. Oh, yeah. In yeah, 1981. Like, absolutely not. Oh, they probably would have loved it, though. Yeah. In my in my maiden form bra. I dreamed I was a whore in my maiden form bra. <laughs> But Jan and Dean, Jan and Dean were very, were very cute. That was, you know, the main thing about Jan and Dean, that they had over the Beach Boys, is that Jan and Dean were cute. Yeah, and God, are they alive? Are they dead? Jan is dead. Dean, I think, is still around, but very old. But Jan, Jan died maybe 20 years ago. He's been gone for a while. But I mean, he, I mean, his health was terrible after his car accident you know he was bad 
But yeah, there's fun things. So you know, you go to county fairs and you, you go, you see some has been actor or has been acts, but they're good. Sometimes they're good. Well, and then you know we can't but. we can't forget when I when I traveled all the way to the Ohio State Fair to see Clay Aiken. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yes, you did. Which I absolutely did. And yes, I also did. saw, and you know, and I couldn't go all the way to the Ohio State Fair without going to see the Butter Cow, which is very exciting. In the Dairy Pavilion. Because a state, I don't even know. Okay, I don't even know. A state, because state fairs are about like livestock and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And in the Dairy Pavilion, when you get into the Midwest, things like butter production is very, very. Oh. It's a big deal. And carving a giant block of butter into a life size cow is a thing. Wow, and that's kind of fabulous. I was like, our friend Sella, who has been on an episode before, a long, long time ago, an episode when I was sick and she did an episode with you. So I'll mention, I'll say, I'll do a little shout out to Sella. I was in Ohio because she lived there then, and I was like, I cannot be at this. I cannot be at the Ohio State Fair and not see the butter cow. So you get me to the dairy pavilion. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like yes, we are definitely here to see Clay Aiken, but first I have to see the butter cow. <laughs> so so we ran. That's fabulous. And not only, and it was beautiful. I gotta say, it was beautiful. It was like as gorgeous as a cow can be, and it's perfectly carved in butter. Wow. Like beautiful, creamy, yellow butter and all the detail you can imagine in a cow. And in this big refrigerated pavilion and it's behind glass. But not only, not only did I see the butter cow, but because there was a special like centennial being celebrated that year, I also got to see... A Butter, Lewis, and Clark. <laughs> wow. Which was not nearly as exciting, but much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were reasonable facsimiles of what Lewis and Clark looked like, I suppose. You know, but I'm thinking that Butter Cow, you know, because it's been exposed to the element, so it's not eligible for food production, right? Oh, it you probably still it. is. I mean, it's been kept refrigerated and everything. I think it needs to be broken down into little things and sold as sexual lube for gay couples only. But, but, but butter? Yeah, That's not sanitary. You know. That's not gay sanitary. And gay couples only. And then... Isn't water-based lube better? Isn't that too fatty? Oh, water-based lube sucks, girl. You do three pumps and it dries out. Does it? I'm sorry, lube sucks. I don't know. I've I've never needed lube myself, so I don't... I make my own gravy. Any gay guy, any gay person that doesn't like Vaseline... Is a liar. 
Because water-based lube sucks. Or Crisco. Or Crisco. Yeah, Crisco. I I've remember never used the Crisco, excitement the on days. your face when you found out that Crisco came in sticks. <laughs> yeah, that's the old days is Crisco. Yes. Crisco comes in sticks? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, yes, Crisco. I'm sorry, Crisco, <sighs> Vaseline, those are the only lubes. All this other shit is for, like, prude straight people, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you listen. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers. stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I need to, like, write to the, like, shouted out Loudcast guys. And I need to be like, okay, you need to get with me. And we need to do an episode where we are talking about how filthy the Kiss lyrics are from back in the day and what they really mean. Well, we're going to be doing an all-Kiss episode in yeah. December, so that can be... If we want to get with the Shout It Out Loud guys, we can... I don't know, because they are such big, big stars. I don't know that they would, they would do it, I, but that would be awesome. You talk to them. You can talk to them. You know them. Yeah, because I'd be like... Wouldn't that be a fun thing to do? Let's talk about how filthy these lyrics I are. I don't know how many, how many kiss episodes we need to do, but we'll see. <laughs> Woo-hoo, yeah.